Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Welcome to the show this morning. I hope you had a fabulous Easter weekend. I did. <laughs> we went to visit my mom because it was a birthday weekend for her, so that was pretty exciting. Although um, we got a big winter storm here, and so Friday when we left, I only got what would normally be about 30 minutes from our house, it took me an hour because the roads were really bad, and I pulled over, and I had to decide, do I want to keep going? Do I turn around? I'm not a fan of winter roads when it's icy and slushy. And so I phoned my mom, and she lives like seven hours, six hours from me, and I asked her what her weather was like, and it was beautiful, and I'm like, hey, so... I will eventually drive out of this. I just have to decide and weigh how stressful it will be for me if it's like another hour of these roads or can I handle it? Am I willing to um, take a chance on it? And so I took a big breath and said to myself, okay. And And my kids were hoping please, let's go to Grandma's. I said, I'll drive until this town, and then we'll stop and regroup again, and we'll decide. And so I ended up turning off the highway I was on and going a different direction, and the roads got so much better. And by the time we got to the town, that was my, you know, stop-off point. The roads were so good that I just kept going. And we enjoyed summer weather while... Everybody here had to deal with a huge, terrible winter storm. It, there is so much snow on top of all the mud that was there that I can't even get around with my big old dually bale truck. My husband has to feed the cows with the tractor because everything else gets stuck. A little bit crazy. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. When we got back, the roads were good coming back, though, so it was good. My husband didn't want to phone me too early. He wanted to make sure that I was already on the road and, you know, at least halfway home before he called to tell me that the roads, that it had stormed again and the roads might not be the best because, you know, he missed us. He wanted us to come home. (laughs) And I've felt very loved since we got back. All of our animals missed us. I see that my um, longhorn cow, Annabelle, she's so pretty, is stomping around today. Maybe she'll decide to have a calf. That will be exciting. Huh. I know. I'm always easily distracted, hey? So, how is everything going in your world? Um, 
because I had such a big drive, I've been pondering a lot. I'm sure you all are too. We're in a, you know, this energy of big changes and we don't know what's going to happen next. And are you pondering your life? Are you thinking, you know, the big thoughts like, what is my life purpose? What is the meaning of my life? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this all there is? Is this not all there is? Should I be doing more? You know, all those big thoughts that can send us down a rabbit hole or not. It's been on my mind a lot. I've uh, been in transformation, as I'm sure most of you are too. And I'm not sure where I'm going to end up, you know, spiritually, work-wise, those things. My relationships are good. That, That part is solid. But I feel like I'm uncertain of future directions, and that's okay. It it doesn't feel okay sometimes, though. It feels weird. And so in pondering all of this, I turned to research, knowledge, books, education, and I picked up this big book called The Science of Mind. It leaped out at me, the title, practically tripped me in the bookstore, and I had to buy it. It was super, It's a big book, and I'm like, well, I have to walk all the way back to Grandma's because she lives in downtown in a city, and so we get to walk places. That's exciting. But um, I couldn't leave it there. And as I started reading it, I realized that it's um, the basis of metaphysics. And all the classes I took in metaphysics, this was their starting point. And so it's pretty fascinating stuff. It's not light reading, (laughs) but it's good reading. Because I feel like there is a shift to get back to simpler, more spiritual type lives. And when we do that, we always look for meaning and purpose. But meaning and purpose is personal. You can ask someone else what they think the meaning of your life or the purpose of your life is, but it has to resonate with you. And it's not bad to ask someone because a lot of the time we don't recognize our own stuff because we're in it, right? I didn't know I was psychic. I thought everybody knew what I knew. I did not know that it's an energy frequency that I'm super talented at. Didn't know that. And so when you have a natural talent or you're really good at something, you don't always recognize it or you dismiss it because it is easy for you because we can completely buy into the belief that life has to be a constant struggle. Now, the beginning of this book talks about those things, you know, about our thoughts and our belief systems, which totally fascinates me. The more I learn, the more intrigued I become to learn more about different belief systems and how people are in the world. It's really, really interesting. And we're in this time of shifting, and so it's a good time to explore those those things if you're interested. Now, back to meaning and purpose of your life. I have found that when people want to know the purpose of their life, it's because 
they are looking, and not everybody, but this is a good thing to ask yourself. Are you looking for a purpose so that something, let's say, I'm going to call it big and grand, even though that's not really the words, but something so clear, clean cut that you do it and you're going to get recognition and acknowledgement and then you're going to know that that's what you're supposed to be doing. And it's going to be easy or it's going to be fulfilling and happy all the time. Well, that's not even true. That's not even possible. Um, I feel there's a difference between, or maybe there's not, a purpose and a calling. If you feel called to do something and you can't not do it even if you don't want to, right? The example I'm going to use is, so me being psychic and helping other people that way is a calling. I, I couldn't not do it. I tried to hide it. I tried to pretend it wasn't something I could do, and it didn't work. And so I had to eventually get over my own self and make peace with it and present it to the world. It wasn't easy, but I did not buy into the belief that if it was my life purpose, it had to be easy. But even as I say it wasn't easy, once I made, I realized that there was not really no other choice, it did become easier. When I stopped fighting it, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Now, I've been told often that I should, you know, be a speaker. I should take my message to the big stage, you know, see more people, get it out in the world more, quit hiding. Even just I got a reading, um... In January, and they said this. Here's the thing. I don't want to. Not that I don't want to do that part. I don't want to leave my ranch. So I'm not willing to spend weeks, days, months, however, whatever that would look like, away from my ranch and my family to make that happen. But here's something interesting. When, like a few years ago, and I thought, yeah, that would be a good trajectory, because I see other people in my business who are doing that and seem to be enjoying it, until I went and saw one in person. As I sat in the audience, I realized I was mistaken. I, I didn't pick up that she was actually enjoying it. I picked up that she liked parts of it. I picked up that she um, was going to keep doing it, but that it was so much more complicated. I also picked up that she felt she had no other options for where she was at in her career. And I found that fascinating, completely fascinating. It changed the way I looked at it in a really big way, and I'll be profoundly grateful for that, even though um, it's probably not something that this person would even want to hear, (laughs) right? You being miserable in what you were doing helped me understand my own self better. Not really what somebody wants to hear, right? But still, the messages are there, 
if you take some time to sort through them. Now, the fact that, you know, I, you know, when I get, like, numerology readings and stuff, it always comes up, travel, 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 which, okay, I don't, I like traveling, but I don't like to leave my ranch. And I can't tell you how many times I've um, irritated people giving me readings because it's there. And I'm like, that's great, but not now. I don't want to leave my ranch or my family. I've worked pretty hard with my family to get this ranch. I don't want to leave. There's, there's, and it's not all of them, but it's a lot of them, and they're always surprised and a little shocked. And, and I'm, unfortunately, it kind of unnerves them because they second-guess themselves, and they shouldn't. It's the fact is I know me. I know me. And one of the things that give my life meaning is having this piece of land and the cows and my pasture ornaments, which I'm short on right now. I need one more. And my pets and the ability to go outside and walk and not be around people. And trees love the trees. That gives my life meaning, and I know this. And I really don't need anyone else to acknowledge that. We completely get caught up in the, to have purpose and meaning, it has to be something grand. I have to be saving the world in some way. But really, finding purpose and meaning in your own life is saving the world because it's teaching those around you how to do it. If we were way more peaceful and less feisty with each other, we would be happier. It's become a whole movement to find happiness. But yet we have it if we can acknowledge it and recognize it for ourselves. How often does someone say something to you like, oh, wow, you're so good at that. I wish I was. And you're like, what? What do you mean I'm good at that? Because it's a natural talent and you don't realize. We are taught distraction. We are taught to stay in boxes and to do what we're told. And it's good to know how to do that when the situation calls for. But when you're having the conversations with yourself and looking for things to do to give your life meaning and purpose, think outside the box. When I was young, I was told that I could be a nurse. Teacher wasn't even one of them, which is funny because I am a teacher. Um, A hairdresser. A nurse, a hairdresser, and housewife. And that was my only choices. And when you know you do the counseling, career counseling thing, management came up a lot, and the career counselor just kind of dismissed it. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you could, I guess. Like, for women in the 80s, that was the 80s, my friends, you just didn't have, for where I lived, you didn't have a lot of options. You weren't aware of them. Now, here's the thing. It was also all about perspective, right? 
the people that were telling me this had that perspective on their world. That was what they knew and understood. Doesn't make it right or wrong, but it does make it theirs. I left home, went back briefly, but I never, I'm very, very independent. And when actually I was told I could only do those things, I was like, screw that, no way. I'm going to do something totally different then because that's who I am, right? I'm feisty. And I don't like boxes. <laughs> I know one of the signs to me being in a relationship was when I start to feel squished and that they wanted to put me in a box. And it didn't mean they really did, but it was their way of life and looking at life wasn't expansive enough for me. I need expansive. I need experiences and choices. That gives my life meaning. Now, if you don't, that is not bad. That is good as long as it suits you. Be careful. Make sure it does. But I can tell you that if you're searching for meaning and purpose, it means something in your life isn't matching you, isn't matching your soul. It's not in alignment. But it's also up to you to figure out what it is. There's tons of tools to help you, absolutely. Soul sessions, hypnotherapy sessions, it's awesome. I do find, though, we get uh, caught up in our roles of who we think we should be or who other people think we should be. And that always makes me bristly. I can't help it. I, you know, grew up in an environment where I was told I could only be a certain way. And those of you that know me personally, I'm not. (laughs) I tend to be the different one. A little weird, but it's because I like experiences. I like to learn new things. I love interesting conversations. I like to get down to the whys of things. Why do you believe that? Huh. Why do you think you can't do that? Okay. Well, can we change that? Do you want to change that? It's what makes me good at what I do. It doesn't mean, though, that I don't question myself or question what I'm doing. Um, So while we're on our Easter vacation, which is interesting because being home here would have been a totally different experience than what I had because I went to visit my mom in southern Alberta. Now, let's expand on that and look at that from a really big perspective. Just because one person's is experiencing things in a certain way because of, you know, their environment, so like all the snow right now, it doesn't mean everybody is. But we can get caught in that trap, can't we? We can get caught in the trap of not being able to see somebody else's point of view because of our own experiences. So say I was down there enjoying the summer weather sunshine. <laughs> we went to the park one morning, and there we were the only people at the park because it was, you know, windy. <laughs> and for us, it was like, whatever, it's not snowing or blizzarding. We're good. I mean, 
to be fair, we only lasted about 45 minutes. But still, my son had his basketball and he was bouncing it around. He had to put it in one of those little baby swings so that it didn't blow away. I thought that was pretty pretty brilliant of him. But so experiencing what we were experiencing right there, it would be easy for us to not understand our friends and family experiencing winter where they are six hours away if we had never experienced it. I'm trying to use this as an, like a, um, an analogy, I guess, because it's easy for us to get caught up in our own tunnel vision and not be able to see somebody else's. And that is one of the things that is being blasted right now. Be wary of your righteous anger. When you get mad at somebody for doing something because you feel it was just ridiculous. Now, again, it has to be in context. If it's something harmful, absolutely. But if it's something not harmful or just simply irritating to you or changes the way that you see that person, have a conversation with yourself. Does it really matter? And sometimes it does, but you can't change it. And sometimes it doesn't really matter. But the thing is, we learn to live with the change. For example, if you had somebody in your life that you used to do things with, and then things changed, maybe they said something, maybe they did something, maybe you said something or did something that they didn't agree with, and you no longer have that same kind of relationship. Yes, it's hurtful and we feel rejected and we feel betrayed, but eventually we get used to it and it no longer matters, right? We learn a new normal. And so part of finding meaning and purpose in your life is to break down what really matters. What is that for you? Is being involved in committees. Does that make you feel useful? And again, I'm going to keep saying it. Don't get caught up in finding meaning and purpose. It means life has to be peaceful and easy. We are here to face challenges and work through them. Success and failure is minor to the journey part of it. finding meaning and purpose in your life, you have to be willing to fail at some things and be vulnerable because if you don't experience, you don't know for sure if it's good or bad. I mean, some things you do, again, this it all comes down to personal discernment and personal understanding of yourself. Some things you just know are not going to work. Like, no matter how hard I would want to try, I could never be a gymnast because I could not do a cartwheel to save. I couldn't do one. Phys ed, junior high, I hated it. I couldn't do a cartwheel. I don't do well at group things either, so like group phys ed and stuff, I, yeah. So I've never thought I was athletic, which is not true, just not in that environment. Get me out chasing cows or, you know, doing stuff on the ranch, 
It's amazing how athletic I am. (laughs) I know for myself personally that anything in a crowd is going to be more of a challenge for me. I I know too much. I feel too much. I understand too much. And it makes other people uncomfortable, and I know this. I try not, I don't let it derail me usually. The only time I let it uh, really irritate me is when I will give them, you know, advice, perspective, after being asked, and they decide, they dismiss it, and then it comes true, and I was, you know, correct in how I saw it going, and then they get mad at me because I should have told them. Make sure you're practicing your listening skills, people. Make sure you're practicing your listening skills and be willing to acknowledge when you screw up. It's part of having meaning and purpose in your life. Don't fall into the trap of presenting this perfect facade because a lot of times it is a facade. And don't get caught up in the meaning and purpose of your life is to save the whole entire world and everybody's got to know about it. There's someone who... um, I love to use this as an example because um, she embodies what a lot of people are going through. I'm searching for meaning and purpose, and she's doing it quite publicly. She's not consistent in her messages, though, because what happens is her need to be adored and recognized and acknowledged by as many people as possible causes her to shift and change her um, narrative to match how she can get the most people commenting, liking, things like that. This is not a bad thing. This is what she likes to do, and this is what gives her life meaning. So giving your life meaning on a personal level might not be How do I want to describe it? It might not be something that's really clear and pure and for the good. And like, like, don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in you have to be this perfect angel to give your life meaning. And you know, you want people to see you as this, you know, benevolent, inspiring person. Life's messy. It gives her meaning to be adored and acknowledged, so she will change her narrative to match the groups that she wants to engage with. I mean, good PR, for sure. For sure. But I really doubt she'll ever admit those pieces. Maybe they're her her shadow sides. And that's okay. There's really, honestly, nothing wrong with that. But use it as good information for yourself. If that's what you want, if you like that feeling of being acknowledged and adored for what you've done, be willing to do the work to get it because this person does. She does a ton of work. She works super hard at it. And so she's getting the rewards that she wants. may not be the rewards that you want. You have to unpack that. I know somebody who um, likes all the kudos and, and, you 
know, acknowledgments of a job well done, but when it comes to do the actual nitty-gritty work, eh, not so delighted. And they get mad at other people for it. And they, and they don't see that. They don't see that they have to do the work to get the reward. Don't be that person. Realize there's going to be work involved. And I'm using the word work as in challenges to overcome, successes, failures, all those pieces. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely. All of it. Because you're going to feel fulfilled in your soul in a way you never knew existed. And that gives your life meaning and purpose. What fulfills you? What lifts you up and makes you feel like you have worth? Sometimes we um, lose our sense of self-value and self-worth, especially as women. It's one of the big things I work on with clients self-confidence. On my Easter adventure, I was, we were having coffee with a friend, and, and she said to me, I wish I had your confidence in doing the things that you do, because we're talking about my wedding business and how much fun it is, and sometimes it's a little unnerving, and sometimes I deal with some people that are interesting, and because she's going through something, you know, com- and different, and something, you know, that I would have no perspective on, so I wouldn't even try to tell her how to live her life that way. Um, It was interesting because the way she saw me, and she wasn't wrong. I do have confidence in doing the weddings and doing my business stuff. But she also recognized that she's not the type of personality that could do what I was doing. And so that's where I want to caution you also. Don't set a goal for yourself that you think, oh, my life purpose must be this, that is so unattainable, and it doesn't really match you, but you like what you see this person having, doing, being. But you all, what you might not see is what they've sacrificed what they gave up, what they dealt with to get there. Celebrities are a perfect example. I mean, so many aspire to be in a, like, I want to live the life of a celebrity, all that money, all that fame, you know, all that recognition, they get good tables, they get good clothes, like whatever it is, you know, they get to buy nice cars, they get to fly on private airplanes, whatever it is about it that appeals to you. That's what you tend to focus on. But what about the sacrifice? They don't have privacy. They do something foolish, and it's all over. Everybody, the whole world knows about it. Would you be willing to give up your privacy to have that? That's when, you, when you're looking to have meaning and purpose in your life, you need to, like, really look at yourself. What would you be willing to give up? How many or how often do people go uh, down a road 
and they they feel that um, it's what they want to do, and the reality of it doesn't match what they thought it was going to be, and then they turn to alcohol or drugs to cope with their life. I mean, you know people. Maybe you are one. It didn't match what it was supposed to be. And instead of um, acknowledging and regrouping, they can't cope. Now, to make sure that that um, is less of a possibility, you really need to get to know yourself. And make sure that the pressure you're putting on yourself is realistic. If you decide you want to be a celebrity, in whatever way, I mean, maybe it's YouTube personality, maybe you want to do speaking, maybe you want to be a radio show personality and become a celebrity, make sure you are clear on why. Make sure you are clear on what you want the end game to be so that when the sacrifices and challenges happen, you feel they're worth it. And if they're not, stop, regroup, change, do something else. To discover your purpose in life, get to know yourself. And scale it back. Simplify where you can. We're all good at some things. You could be excellent at raising a family. It doesn't mean that you're not living your life purpose. But when it it um, starts to feel messy and you start to get angry and pissed off at everybody, that's when it's time to look at it. What else can I add to this? We all have this innate desire to be purposeful and fulfilled. But we can sabotage ourselves by ending up in places that don't make us feel like we have a purpose and fulfilled. Or we do, but we refuse to recognize it because we feel it's beneath us or we feel that we could do better. Every one of the jobs you may look down on, somebody's got to do it. And if that somebody is doing it with pride and finding happiness in it, then you're the jerk for judging. I admire people that are waiters and waitresses because I tried. (laughs) I sucked. I, I just, I couldn't get it together to be really good at it. It's a complex job, and I'm glad they get tips and make good money at it. And for everybody that thinks it's beneath them, I dare you to try it for two weeks. 
But again, if, you, if that's your perspective, that's your perspective, right? Until you've actually tried it and know how much it entails, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. That's why, you know, encouraging kids to read, encourage them to find out about other views in the world in a way that engages them and makes it interesting, I feel is important. Okay, we're down to the last 20 minutes, so I have a journey. We are going to do Through the Eyes of the Wise journey today. And so when we have that little conversation with our wise guide, we are going to ask questions about meaning and purpose. Let's get some clarity. Our world's topsy-turvy. Let's see what we can do to make it less topsy-turvy. And our bonus um, um, bonus imagery is going to relax us so that we can be in a good space to have a chat with our wise guide. Kate, you ready? Take out your energy if you need to. Take a drink of water. And so it's about the last 20 minutes of the show, so you can come back to this one if you can't listen to it right now because maybe you're driving, maybe you're at work, or maybe you're just busy. <laughs> All right, here we go. Eyes are closed. And let's take three big, deep breaths. Three big deep breaths as you begin to release and let go. Begin to focus on the sound of my voice and allow all the other sounds to drift into the background. They are unimportant to pay attention to. These sounds can only increase your relaxation. As you bring your attention to your feet, your legs, and from your toes to your knees, you become aware of your legs relaxing. Every breath takes you deeper now. As this lovely relaxation moves up into the thighs, the hips, and the stomach muscles relaxing as well. And the more relaxed you become, the deeper you go. The deeper you go, the more relaxed you become. This relaxation now continues moving upward. into the thighs, the hips, and the stomach muscles relaxing as well. And the more relaxed you become, the deeper you go. The deeper you go, the more relaxed you become. You were a little stuck there. Relaxation now continues moving upward in through the solar plexus, 
across the chest area and through your shoulders, moving down through your arms, your hands, your fingers, and your neck muscles, relaxing. Each and every breath takes you deeper. With every breath you breathe in, you're breathing in the relaxation to the body, the positives to your mind. every exhalation, you're releasing any discomfort from the body, any negatives from your mind. And now, this relaxation keeps moving up and through the scalp and across the forehead, down over the eyelids, the facial muscles, the jaw muscles, and the physical body relaxes deeply, completely, with every breath. In a moment, when we count backwards, from five to zero, you will enter the imagery state. When we reach zero, and now at five, Four, three, two, one, zero. Deeply, deeply relaxed. So comfortable now. Even more calm and comfort with every continued breath. Just drifting in even deeper. Speaking about imagery in a journey somehow creates even more comfort. And as the imagination door opens, images come freely forward as allowed. This sense of being in the place with the wise. Beginning to come to life naturally freely, let it all come in and around using any or all of the senses. When getting the sense of it all, just allow the comfort to deepen. Being with your wise guide again is comforting and peaceful all through and all around. Your wise guide already knows what is needed and welcomes the discovery. In the imagination, anything can happen. Something different begins to shift. And there is a sense that a higher nature could move out of yourself and merge into the wise. Allowing this to take place will begin the discovery. As wise opens to receive your higher nature. Getting a sense of another shift. Looking through the eyes of the wise back towards yourself. With just the right timing, 
allow this experience to take place. Sensing in all ways through the eyes of the wise. Now there is a beginning of knowing about yourself, as wise does. What's this perspective like? What more might be allowed when sensing about yourself in this way? Thinking about meaning and purpose in your life.
what that might be through the eyes of your wise. Take some moments to reflect on that. Put meaning and purpose in your own life. What else might be important to get here as experiencing through the eyes of your wise guide?
with more wisdom, compassion, helpful nature, and through that positive force, there is a sense of knowing about self in a different way now. When ready, allow higher nature to move out of wise with all the positives learned and positive feelings felt. Bring them back into yourself again. When fully back into yourself, wholly, completely, in a fully integrated way, what seems important to remember from this experience? How does it feel to know that? So, 
as we begin to close for now, feeling this experience in the fulfillment in all its totality and unity. Let's reinforce all those awesome positives at zero and now at one with a deep, deep cleansing breath in and release. And now at one, two, three, four, five. Eyes open wide awake, say your name out loud. Eyes open wide awake, say your name out loud. How was that for you? Please feel free to go back any time the last 20 minutes of the show and repeat that, and you could ask different questions to get more information from your wise guide. We'll have a fabulous rest of the week, and talk to you next week. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.